It's the TX Water Polo Pod. It's the post-high school season TX Water Polo Podcast, Joe. That's Joe Linehan in San Antonio. I'm James Smith in Austin, Texas. And um, once again, you know, you and I have been speaking for about an hour. So, I, But I'm still going to ask, how are you doing, Joe? I'm good, James. How are you doing? I'm we doing did, so. Yeah, we missed the podcast last yeah. week. Yeah, I was in Santa Fe. I, I, I could have done it, but, uh, you know, out of town, things caught up with us. I don't think anybody – I mean, how many people have complained, you know? Nobody. Tens. There's one person who I, I went to ODP at a UT and somebody very kindly was like, we just love the podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with compliments in general. And it's also hard to believe that somebody actually likes this, but uh, very, very nice. But people are so dang nice about it. It's great. Like they give very good feedback. Nobody's, nobody so far has just said, you guys suck and should stop. I'm like, cause I might even listen to them when they said that. Well, there's, well, there's not very many podcasts out there about <laughs> water polo in general. Yeah. And there's very few about, Texas water polo. Very, at least, like, no, no more than two or three, right? But we're still the number one. I think we're rated number one on Apple Podcasts amongst Texas water polo podcasts. Yeah, so. it's one of one. So, very, go. really good. Um, so, something happened last Saturday, Joe. What, what, what You were in San Antonio, and uh, apparently the first successful UIL water polo season ended with uh, some success in all kinds of ways. Congratulations to the Foster girls and congratulations to the Brazoswood boys for um, state being state champions. Champs. The first ever UIL uh, water polo state champions. So both teams rated on our rankings highly throughout the year. So not really a big surprise in some sense, but obviously they still have to face very good competition. And you were there. Um, those two teams stood out, obviously. And it's uh, just one thing of note, you know, um, in past years, you and I have talked about it, and I've published stuff on TX Water Polo and before that, Total Water Polo, about how, um, wh how do you want to put it? It's like things shifted from basically from Houston to Dallas, where you had teams from Dallas that were, I don't know if you want to call it dominating, but they were winning high school championships together, both boys and girls. And here we are with two teams back in Houston. So that's a function that's a little bit of the UIL um, format for, for playoffs, which is totally fine. But two teams that were highly rated throughout the year. And apparently according to you, because you were there, they performed both very well. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think either team winning the state championship was a surprise, right? But they still have to go through this, like the seven rounds of games, seven rounds. playoffs. You never know what's going to happen. Right. And so congratulations to, to coach Parker and coach Brown, uh, respectfully with Foster and Brazoswood. They, they, they kept their teams focused. They got their teams going and they were well-deserving of winning this past weekend. Brazoswood, 19-10 over Bernie Champion. We're going to talk about that in a minute, in a minute uh, for on the boys' side. And then Foster, 12-6 over uh, Brazoswood on the on the girls' side. So w well done to them. Yeah, I mean, and like and that was Coach Brown in both the boys' and girls' uh, how, championship game as well. How tough is that? Yeah, that's got to be tough. Um, I mean, and they had a, and they traveled well, too. Oh, they traveled well. Okay. They had a ton of people there, which is great. I think the whole town was there. For those that don't know, Brazoswood is in um, Lake Jackson area, Clute area, which is kind of kind of south of Houston on the coast. So they're a, they're a bit of a drive away from the major kind of other kind of water polo areas in, in Houston, but they've done they've done a great job there over the last 
uh, last 10, 12 years with, yeah, yeah, with coach Brown, just slowly building it up and doing a great job. And they've been very competitive the last, yeah, the last few years. And I think they're set up to be very competitive for the next few years as well. Oh no, we're not getting into predictions yet for next year. I can't stand it. Like, we'll, we're we're not, have to no. but and you then, did, but let me, let me then, ask you though, because you were there and you said the Brazos would families traveled well, but that sort of feeds into the entire environment. You might want to talk about foster girls first, but I'm very interested in the atmosphere at the, at the championships. Yeah, but yeah, before we get to that, um, like you know, the, and the and the foster girls, they, I mean, I think they came into the season. It was going to come down to you know, like Foster or Flower Mound or mm-hmm. South Lake, and and that and and that was the narrative at the beginning, and you know, and uh, Flower Mound kind of you know stumbled a little bit, and then Foster beat South Lake in the state semifinals, and you know, it's not easy going the entire season. Oh, without losing and they not only uh, didn't lose they dominated yep 12 to so, 6 in the finals yeah and um again coach parker just kind of had him going so i mean just congratulations to both teams so but the atmosphere this past weekend was tremendous the pageantry was great um there was i mean it was a true state championship not that the state championship that we've had the last uh, like the last 10 15 years like ha- haven't been good but the UIL came out. They dressed the facility, like the like like the facility looked kind of really nice. There were fans in, in, in the stands on both sides. It was like a concrete type building, so it was nice and loud in there. There was music between games. There was announcements. There was the national anthem before each and every game. Teams had a separate pool to go warm up in. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, there was awards and medals um, for all the athletes and teams that played this past weekend. So, you know, it was truly a fantastic environment and atmosphere. It um, it fits. We're, we'll talk about the season in general, but it just fits with the overall um, sense that I got from this season, which is it's just something a little, frankly, a little better. Like I, I'm I, years ago, I always said I wasn't sure whether going UIL was the right idea, or at least I entertained that thought. But not not even close it's been an i think it's just been an enormously successful season um anything i mean yeah and and the oil i mean the oil was out there they were in mass and they had a bunch of staff out like out there they were making sure it was treated like every other sport yeah um and um and it was and i think the athletes that played it was something very, very special that they are going to remember for years. So cool. That's really, and it's something for everybody that didn't make it this year to work for and try to make it next year. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm impressed and, um, it, you know, again, they've streamed it and I, I didn't get a chance to see it streamed, but I saw screen caps of it. It looked all great. So, very, very exciting stuff. Yeah, and I mean, and they had streaming. They had a PA announcer the entire time. Um, it was, it was, it was incredible. They had like the online stats online. Yeah, that the that that were the running stats throughout the game. So it was top notch, and and I think everybody that participated really had a great time. That's fantastic, um, including fans. Apparently, as you as you said, it was very loud. Um, one of the teams that was there that I think garnered maybe the most number of fans was Bernie Champion High School Boys. They and I, I have we have to make mention of them because they made the state championship final and they fell to Brazoswood. They were up eight six or sorry down eight to six. I think at the end of the half. I think that's right. So a competitive game, and uh, you, you know you're not going to be comfortable with this, but 
there's no way nobody would have predicted Bernie Champion would have made the finals. It's a tr- it's a it's a crazy Cinderella kind of story, I think. And uh, I, I you know congratulations to them. And it just goes to show you again. It's just like you're saying for those who want to aspire to something a, a year from now, please think of them because that's that is a school that hasn't even had a team before, and here they are yeah. playing for a state championship. Incredible. Yeah, they were a first year program. Granted, they did have a. a a number of kids that had played club water. Of course, last, you're going to yeah, have that. Yeah, yes. yeah, the last few years. Um, Coach Escalante does a great job with those kids, and like they are playing hard constantly and going up and down the pool. They were focused. Um, they came out, and I think they surprised Foster. They got up on Foster, and uh, you know, I, 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 I think there's been some kind of some bulletin board talk, you know, like, Oh, there's a team from San Antonio or something like that. And I'm sure that kind of motivated like, the kids a little bit, but, um, but no, I mean, for those that don't know, Bernie is a, is a town just, yeah, it's just a- a outside of like of San Antonio on I-10. Um, and they, I mean, there's the Bernie sea bears that were there. There was aqua swift that was there. Um, a lot of the kids play with Alma area nowadays too. And, um, but so like these are kids that have had success and I, I mean, I wouldn't call it a surprise at all, but no, I think you wouldn't to the general, yeah, water polo public of like in, in Texas. I think it was a bit of a surprise, but they deserve to win that game like, in the semifinal, and they played their hearts out in that final. They they had they had four starters of major that towards the beginning of the first quarter or yeah. of the fourth quarter. So. Yeah, eleven seven over Foster in the semis. So, uh, and and I know that you don't think it's a surprise. And frankly, you know, you and I talked about this from the very beginning of the season, that because you got to observe them, and you said, yeah, they're going to be pretty good this year. But you're right. Like if you think about it from those who observe the sport from a statewide, you know, perspective, just no way. Like they, they never even got a taste of uh, our rankings and no other. And that's so. And I, I, and of course, like a first year program that is successful is going to have athletes on there who it's not as though they're just learning the sport for the first time. They're going to be trained somehow. And by the way, they play Foster in the semis and it's not like Foster's been around for a while. That program started six, seven years ago. Not that, not that long ago. So, um, I, I just bring all that stuff up because the sport is aspirational. And for again, new high schools who think, Oh man, there's nothing. We will we, never get to that point. It's like, nope, that's not necessarily true. Like, there's ways to do it, and this tournament really showed that. Yeah, and I mean, it's and it's one of those things where I think everybody's hoping that for next year, there's there's gonna be a number of new high schools that are gonna be adding. And through the grapevine, I'm I'm secretly hoping that there's gonna be a, not just a number of high schools, but a number of school districts that are gonna add. There you go. Multiple high schools. Yeah. Um. And it's just going to keep adding, and um, and I'm sure we've said here before that you know our job now, or yeah, is our water polo community's job is to get the um, the like the 150 teams that played this past uh, fall. Let's get that number plus 10, 10, 20 percent to play in fall 23. Let's let this. This you're less comfortable with saying, but I have to. I'm responding to. So I've I've been asked a couple times by parents. They're like, "Well, do you think the sport's going to come back next year?" Because they read that it's probationary and all that kind of stuff. And I'm very confident. There's no way the UIL is going to stop it now. And like you're gonna, maybe you have an argument against that, but I just I do not see that in any way that they're going to pull this. I don't see that happening either. I think the UIL um, staff that was there was was very happy with like the north side group that kind of kind of hosted bill and, and, and his group over there 
Um, they did a tremendous job with the hosting of the tournament. It was up and down. It was top notch. I think they were excited with the stands were full. The enthusiasm was there. The passion was there. Um, no, I don't think there's any way that they're, that it's not coming back next year. So well done, water polo families. This is what you've done. You've established it as a, an official UIL sport. And and I'm, um, you know, obviously uh, being a little it's, sly about it's, it. It's still a pilot program for the first two years. Yeah, I know. You have to say that. I get it. Um, but the mere fact, that, and I'm very serious about this, the fact that you observed UIL people, they're happy about it, is an enormously important, really important. So... I take that as just further evidence that there's just basically zero chance that this is going to go away, no matter pilot program or not. I think it's, it's it, it has shown itself to be sufficiently organized, people who are in, um, engaged with the sport in a serious way. And, uh, I, I, you know, the future is bright as far as I'm concerned. No, but overall, just kind of congratulations to all the teams and the athletes and coaches and parents and the and the host that that played this past week and, and really congratulations to everybody that played this entire season 100 percent. i mean this was i mean it was new for everybody so you know we're kind of going through it and, and making changes as we go obviously right so um it was new i think again there's a longer runway to get everything you know a little bit better for, for next year you know the time is now to to have those discussions and you know and think of possible changes on a on a kind of a few different levels to make it better and i don't think and i think everybody understands that you know it's that's the whole thing is you know you, we want to keep making it better so it's gonna be a little bit different next year yeah yeah than it was this year but overall i think it was a tremendous season tremendous. it was hard work i think 2022 with two high school seasons was a lot for these high school coaches yeah it was messy no doubt so, um, plus, you know, you have the whole club, like you hold, you know, like you have the whole club summer kind of, kind of in there. I'm yep. tired. <laughs> I'm sure if I'm tired, these high school coaches like globally, yeah, like are tired. Well, you refuse um, to back off. That's your problem. Um, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, it's, you know, a lot of the high school coaches are going directly into, um, high school swimming. Right. And, you know, the spring's to be a little bit easier for the high school coaches this year yeah sure so, will. so but um but you know and i think everybody's is kind of just kind of looking for like a little bit of a break from high school water polo but i think everybody thoroughly enjoyed this yeah this past fall season for sure all right i have an anecdote to sort of describe how i feel about the season and maybe you have one as well it's like i was refereeing games at the what we call the rack round rocks new aquatic center up there and Bryan High School fielded both a boys and girls team, and they would come to these uh, game, I, I can't remember, game days or whatever. And um, so they played Westwood High School, and Brian's not good. They're a brand new team, and they could barely field enough players and all. It's just, you know, it's just great to see them out there. So before the game, we're doing the captain's meeting, and um, we sort of say, all right, have anything else you guys want to say? And the Westwood captain basically just turned to the Brian captain and said, you don't understand. We're so glad that you're playing. Just so glad. Like everybody knew what the outcome of the game was going to be. It was ugly. So, so what? And they're just like, we, we, we are here to help you however we can. And they were gracious during the game. They weren't, you know, it was just, it, that to me was like, okay, that is what's going to leapfrog this sport because it is tough to start a new team and you you know, you're going to get beat up a little bit, you know, but to, to have that kind of support from other teams in your own region, I just, I found that very inspiring. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's true. And, and, and I think, you know, teams were happy to see Bernie get in the state championship. That's great. 
So it's not just either the maybe North, not Foster. It's, yeah. it's not North Texas or the or the Houston Dominic. Right. But even I mean, I thought it was very cool at the state championship that you had three schools that had both boys and girls teams there. Yeah, great. Which is not how it's supposed to be necessarily, right? So um and that was tough and that's again you know kind of just it's the high marks for, for those coaches kind of get yeah just keeping the kids focused and the kids working hard and getting through um but overall yeah it was uh it was a tremendous season fantastic um we'll wrap it up we there go, oh yeah go ahead and then, we, and, and then we'll go right into the club stuff which we'll get to in the second segment i, I was that's what i was gonna say or say that again <laughs> go say that again Say, say we'll be right back. You've always wanted to say that. Come on. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Natalie Benson, and you are listening to a podcast about water polo in Texas. TX Water Polo Podcast. Let's go straight to Austin College. Um, we spoke of the last time we had a chance to speak about the program was they were getting ready for CWPA Division Three Eastern Championships. They knew they were going to play Washington and Jefferson in their first game. They won. And then they also knew they were going to follow, follow that up with a game against MIT, which was going to be a challenge and turned out to be true. They lost 14 to 10. So it's cool. that, close game though. Close game, and MIT is a good team, and obviously there's the connection with the coach at MIT, Austin Ringheim, um, and then followed up that with a game the next day against Augustana. It's coming on strong, man. Like we talked about it before, and uh, apparently, uh, in fact, I saw it. They, they they tweeted a video showing Augustana's last second goal to uh, push the game into overtime. And then Augustana won in overtime 20 to 18. So a tough end to that weekend, but this is a young team. And, uh, you know, Mark himself talked about, you know, the, the, the potential for the future is really good, but, uh, uh, they had a tough weekend and they did not make division three national championships, which is what they'll be aspiring to do a year from now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a keep building, uh, process, right. In college, you know, you want to keep building and they actually lost a ton of kids, and the leadership ton. and stuff last year and um i mean i'm not but i don't think this is a rebuilding it's more reloading this year i'm sure yes yeah. um but you know i mean they're on par with austin like with augustana and uh you know i mean and they still have their conference stuff that they have to go play so there's still a lot of water pole for them to play so. for sure yeah absolutely um and you know go back and listen to the interview that i did with mark a couple weeks ago he was very excited about the uh, MSP, MPSF uh, Division Three Championship. So that's very cool. They are actually probably traveling today to uh, California. They play Pomona Pitzer on Friday and then Laverne on Saturday. So that's the, the next games. And then uh, here you go, man. Like M MPSF Championships on the 18th, beginning on the 18th. Um, and uh, that'll be it for Austin College, I think. Um, then December 3rd is the Division Three Final Four. And then Sunday the 4th is... Uh, well, it should be NCAA championships that weekend. Or is it the weekend after that? Anyway, that's the remaining NCAA calendar for our mighty t ruse from uh, from Austin College. Um, lots of stuff coming up on an our USA water polo calendar, including a tournament that you are hosting yourself, Joe. 
Yeah, we have uh, the Alamo Classic for the 18U, 16U divisions. We had the Alamo Classic for the younger kids earlier this month. Um, now we, or sorry, earlier last month. Yeah. And um, now here the first week, immediately after the high school season, we have a tournament. This is the only week that we can fit it into the, in, in, into the calendar. So I, I, and we have 28 teams playing. So that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. So um, there's 28 teams playing. There's 56 total games it's over two days. Just going to go. It's a, it's a festival style tournament. So if coaches are listening to this, everybody just come and have a good time. Okay. Let's just, <laughs> let's just play good games. We, what are you saying? Uh, what are you suggesting? Nice laid back tournament. So. And, I would. <laughs> We're not playing to a championship. Yes, games are important. You want to win. I get that. But let's all let's all just get along. Together, <laughs> Joe, so. Joe, when you were uh, trying looking for your microphone, I was actually doing an outline for. I have a parent meeting tonight, and I also need to do notes for my coaches because I'm not coming to the tournament this weekend. And line number one on my thing to coaches is no red cards, zero. <laughs> I have zero tolerance for that. So then you go like, oh yeah, let's everybody get along. Well, we'll. Well, I mean, I thought the Elmo <laughs> Classic that was October eighth and ninth with the younger kids went very very well. As far as everybody was, it was a laid back type tournament. I'm hoping to have the same thing with the older kids. He was pretty laid back. That's true. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It'll be a little and, uh, more intense. You know that, but there you go. You were intense the last game at that tournament. We yeah, because of it, but it, luckily I wasn't screaming at the referees because they, were, they weren't, they didn't have any role in how poorly we were playing. It was all me. So, like, oh boy. <laughs> that was, that's an entirely different coaching thing. But it's but it's going to be a good tournament for everybody. So cool. Then followed by tags. Um, you know, our- oh, actually, actually, before that is the Dallas Fall Masters invite oh, on I November. Always, 12th I always and 13th. forget Masters stuff. I wonder why. And that'll be in Garland. It's hosted by Pegasus. Um, that's the November twelfth and thirteenth weekend. I think they have about fourteen total teams going there, so oh, that'll be cool. a good event. Um, and then, and that's a that's a men's and women's open. Yeah, divisions, and then the following weekend after that, Pegasus is also hosting tags again, or or they're they're hosting again, and it's going to be tags, and it's the Texas Age Group State of Water Polo Championships for the eighth grade, sixth grade, and fifth grade and younger. Yeah, you've mentioned that last time. Okay. That's cool. So, um, that is going to be uh, um, that'll be that weekend right before Thanksgiving. It's a rough weekend, I know. But uh, that was worse with this change to the fall season. You know, we're all, we are, we're all trying to figure out good weekends and such. So, yeah. um, but then you know we go into Thanksgiving. You got uh, ODP camps happening over, like the ODP training camps happening um, that uh, that that Thanksgiving weekend and the first weekend of December. You got um, the holiday camps happening the first couple of weeks of December. You have. Um, you have the Caltown tournament that second weekend of December. Um, and then you, then we roll into January where we have the ODP super regionals is going to be in North Texas. I love that name. Super regionals. Um, and then the, uh, and then we're still working on date and location for the, the annual dare to dream tournament. So, okay. Which but will, t- which will, will be in January. So. Well, the last time we spoke, we, you know, we, we talked about super regionals. I'm, I, I like that name, but it was, if, I might be wrong. Maybe I wasn't listening, Joe, but um, I didn't think that it had been set for a particular area, but now we know it's in North Texas. Maybe we did before. Maybe it's all just it is, to me. It is in North Texas, so it'll be more on the Dallas side of North Texas. Okay. So it'll be at SMU, Highland Park, Dallas Jesuit, um, Garland. Nice pools. Rockwall. Yeah. And also the east side, of, the Louisville East Side Aquatic Center. Okay, so. great. 
that'll be the locations, 10 courses. And that's, and that's for all of the ODP. It'll be two teams, pretty much two teams from every zone outside of California. That's great. In each age group. So Southwest zone will bring, um, what was it? Six total teams. Mm-hmm. So, um, six it'll boys. Be, six, yes. Yep. It'll be six boys and six girls teams. Yep. So that'll be 12 total teams from the Southwest zone. Um, and there'll be 12 teams from, from the mountain zone and 12 teams from the Pacific Northwest. There'll be 12 teams from the Northeast. There'll be 12 teams from the Southeast. They're all coming to North Texas playing in a fun tournament. So. Yeah, it is fun. I, the last season I did that. I just, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a really great idea. Um, uh, you mentioned dare to dream January still to be, to be determined. And then, but at the end of December, as we spoke, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, there are national teams coming to North Texas as well. There's a bit of an update on that. Is that right? Yeah. So it's, it's the, it's the polar opposite of dare to dream. The men's national team <laughs> is coming to North Texas at the end, end of December, early January. So there's, um, it was, we, it was, it name was called the four nations tournament but there's only gonna be three countries playing it's gonna be serbia spain and usa they're gonna play on december 28th 29th and 30th there's gonna be a, a one game at 7 p.m each of those days um there's gonna be opportunity to come watch a national team train as well and practice before that game at at, at 4 30 um and then so the each of those it's gonna be a double round robin the u.s is gonna play probably kind of for the nights, the, the, uh, the other two nights, they'll be training and then, and then signing autographs and stuff like that. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be men's national team games in North Texas at the end of December, early January details coming soon. Look, if you, if you're going to pick three teams to come play, I mean, obviously USA for obvious reasons, but Serbia, Spain, they're great teams. Like uh, recently have had a lot of success. So that'll be very, very exciting to come watch that. Absolutely. It's going to be great, and um, I'm looking forward to working with Pegasus. That's that's going to be hosting games at uh, at SMU, and Thunder. That's going to be hosting games at the Westside Aquatic Center. Um, you have Mavericks. That's and uh, in Donzi Lily. That's going to be hosting the training at the Eastside Aquatic Center. Very cool. So you know it's going to it's it's a ton of people that are going to help make this happen. So hey, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you think during training that coaches could come watch? I don't know whether the teams want the, those practices to be closed. More information coming soon. Oh, nice. Because, again, like, and I'm not saying I don't know one way or the other, um, but if you have the chance as a coach to go watch them train, you should absolutely do that. So I'm just saying if, Joe. I know you're going to be guarded about that. But, yeah, if it's available, then go do that. It's very cool. All right. Anything else, Joe? Not on my end. I will not see you this weekend. Good luck. Um, I'm sure that everybody will be mainly chill, um, and my coaches will be under strict instructions to be pretty chill. We've got a new coach, Matt, from uh, Oregon, and he seems pretty chill by nature. Maybe not the other one so much, but we'll see about that. But um, Everybody's – like, we're all chill, but then the ball <laughs> drops and the game starts. If we do have – this part of my parents' meeting tonight is like, look, we're, we train to compete. That's it, you know. So anyway, and I'm actually coaching too. So I, so if I'm asking everyone to be chill, um, I I need to be chill myself. Oh sure, right. I'm sure you'll take that advice immediately. I probably I will be chill towards the referees. 
to my own kids yeah, okay. if they if they don't get back on defense. I may come this weekend. I may, but I think I need to run practice on Saturday morning. So, well, we will. And I have. I'm trying to get my young coaches out there, so I think they appreciate it. But anyway, um, hope we'll see everybody there in San Antonio. That is it from us this week. Um, not sure when we're going to come back. I think after the high school season, we're going to be a little more sporadic with these things. Um, we both got stuff to do. So, but thank you all for listening, for telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast, Total Water Polo Podcast. Um, and I've never asked for this before. Go ahead and give us a good rating. Like, I, I have this weird thing, Joe, like all of the conventional things about podcasting, I don't, I really don't care about them. I don't care. Meaning, I don't want us to get bad ratings, but I don't, if you want to rate us, please do. If you don't, that's fine. It's like, I don't. I hear on my podcast that I listen to all the time. They're always pimping for feedback that way. And I'm sure they get revenue from it, but we don't need it. And so, but it's still nice to know. So go ahead, give us some ratings if you want to. Um, if, if you're still listening, if you're still by this point, you're still listening or haven't moved on to something else. Um, anyways, until next week. So long from Austin.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.